0: I'm Alexandria Kenyon, spiritual mentor and your host of Conscious Connection, a podcast where we create space for humanness within spiritual development. Me and my When She Feels Like It co-host, Kimber Klein, are giving you a real behind-the-scenes look of what it is actually like to be on a spiritual development path. We will talk with coaches, healers, and other spiritual leaders who are making impact, as well as our clients who will share their real life experience as they practice owning their intuitive gifts. Stick around for unfiltered conversations that may or may not poke fun at new age spirituality, giving you permission to show up imperfectly human. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Conscious Connection, the podcast, um, 2023 edition. I'm your host, Alexandria Kenyon, and I am recording this episode on January 2nd, uh, two days into the new year. Ooh. Now, I personally didn't celebrate New Year's super hard this year. Um, I always tend to get a little overextended and feel a little bit sick so I was nursing um, some energy sickness a little bit of a little cold which I don't know if anyone else is like this but sometimes when I hit like a threshold of not resting my body will immediately just kick up a cold it's so interesting the way that We think that we know our immune system, and then we're like, "Wait, if I'm under a certain threshold, or there is enough cortisol in my body, or I'm stressed enough, I will manifest a cold. My body will physically be like, slow down." Hmm. It was a crazy Christmas for me last year. I did nothing, and it was incredible. (laughs) Um, I didn't give a gift. And the ones that I did, I didn't pay for a gift. All the gifts that I gave were books and crystals and things that I had had that I was like, okay, this this would land with this person very intuitively. This year, I did the exact opposite. And I wanted to be very, very intentional with gift giving. It was the first Christmas I was spending with my best friend and roommate, Kimberly. You may know her. And the first Christmas I'm spending with a new partner. Woo! Woo! I guess I'm going to announce that. I've been keeping it secret for very good reasons, Um, mainly because um, the external noise that comes when you're getting into a new relationship does have the potential to derail the magic, to derail the connection. And I was like, you know what? I'm over it. I'm going to keep this on the low it's not my normal MO. I'm definitely more of a, like, share everything all the time with everyone, but I am definitely learning how to have more privacy and own that privacy. It's been really cool. I've lived most of my life pretty publicly. (laughs) It's kind of cringe, actually. Um, a couple months ago, I, I archived all my Instagram posts. I was like, I'm just kind of done with this level of exposure, which is really interesting because something that is like a core value of mine is being authentic and being real, especially when it comes to like social media. We have so much media all the time, like in our faces. And I, I, find it difficult to connect to because everyone has something to sell. Everyone has a pitch. Everyone has a love and light sandwich for you of how you can better your life. And, uh, (laughs) no, (laughs) no, we are all on our own journeys. Um, and we get to find joy and joy in that. There's this both and concept that I learned from Miriam Has- Hasna, I want to say, please. I hope I got your name right. If not, sorry. Um, this both and. Two things can exist at the same time. And that concept to me, though so simple, is so mind blowing because it's like, okay, I can exist in the healing realm and exist in self evaluation and exploration and tenderness and healing, and also experience joy, also experience expressiveness, creativity, vision. All at the same time, I can be a mentor to someone and be a messy fucking human. And I'm a messy fucking human. <laughs> Every time I get into a new relationship, especially one that's like this um energetic, all of my shit comes up, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to look at this. I don't want to look at this at all." And then I then I look at it. <laughs> after I deal with some of that resistance, um, it's been a journey. I've had to really deeply look at myself and I think that this episode was more so about the intention of like, what was 2022? What was the energy of 2022 and what do I see happening in 2023? Um, so I'll say that 2022, the, the biggest theme for me was communication. Learning how to communicate my emotions, communicate my sensitivity, explain And also not explain, learning how, when not to communicate, learning how to have boundaries that are flexible, learning how to lean in when things are really difficult, because that's where the growth, that's where the growth happens. That's where the quantum leap happens. That's where the micro shift happens. Um, For example, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and we were in conflict and I noticed this part of me that was like, I'm not giving up on winning. I have to win this. I need you to know that in some way I have won this conversation or I have won won this argument. And this is all going down you know, somewhat unconsciously. And then I become conscious to it in the moment. And I'm like, this is somebody you love. Like, this is not about winning. That's, that's a program that has nothing to do with actually who you are and everything to do with what you were taught that in order to feel successful, you have to win or dominate a conversation. What if we did something different? And trust me, I didn't know to, <laughs> Every part of me wanted to hold on to winning, dominating the conversation, being right. And that was hurting the person that I loved. And it was also hurting myself because I, I really didn't want to be right. I wanted to feel heard. And I felt like I had to kind of keep driving home this energy of like, hear me, hear me, hear me. So I did something different. I softened. I started listening to this person's experience. And um, they explained like, I'm feeling this feeling and they're also an excellent communicator. I'm feeling this and this and this. I'm like, oh, man. wow, it's so valid. And both of our experiences can be valid and we're a team and we get to work together to create the solutions. Conflict, what a theme of 2022. Conflict is not abuse a book that I've been reading that has changed my life. You know, those books that you're like, whoa, perfect timing, perfect, every part of it. And I'm like, okay, great. Um, This year, this 2022, I had a really conflicting relationship and I'm trying to shift this idea of abuse. Okay. I read in this book and I don't even know if I have the capacity to articulate this, so maybe you need to read the book, but the idea of abuse is there is a power over dynamic. Someone has power over you, whether that's financially, economically, socially, whatever it is, there's a power over dynamic, okay? Conflict happens in interpersonal relationships, and oftentimes is mistaken as abuse we're all sensitive people we all get our feelings hurt but when we take a step back and look at an experience of conflict that we've labeled as abuse it's really interesting to see how there's often a play with both parties pain or a shift between um the energy of like me there's more there's more to the story so why has this been so important for me this year um (laughs) I'm a messy fucking human and I can be really emotionally reactive to things um and as I deepen on this spiritual quest (laughs) sorry I can't um this journey this this deepening within myself and and knowing who I am sorry side note I was watching uh girls I started re-watching girls uh Lena Dunham show and she was like I just need space to become the self I already am <laughs> it's like <laughs> I just need the space to become who I already am this healing journey um totally off topic I have realized that I am hitting some deep points of trauma, some deep points of relationship and relating trauma that um, I thought I had healed. Uh, I thought I fucking healed it. I'm not gonna lie to you, I did. I went through a massive initiation this year with a um, person I was dating and it was a shit show. It was a fucking shit show. We never saw eye to eye. We're both incredibly sensitive people. I wanted him to commit to me. He had no idea what he wanted in that realm or didn't want it with me. And that's okay. And we had this push pull dynamic. He would trigger my abandonment wound because he was avoidant. Um, and from his own words, had disorganized attachment style. I had never really dealt with that. Um, and I was in this really like anxious, anxious attachment style, which has been so weird. <laughs> Didn't think I had an anxious attachment style. I have both. We all. I think we all have all things, right? It depends on the energetics of the relationship. If someone's constantly pulling away. From you and not sure and confused, that confusion is going to echo in the relationship. And so I'm going to be more anxious. If a person is kind of like more on that, like a spectrum of like uh, smothering or like wanting something that maybe the other person's not ready to give, or like needs more time and space to come in, they're going to lean more avoidant. It's so interesting, this whole concept of psychology, right? So mainstream, attachment style right now. And how underneath that for me, there's this level of the collective trying to kind of push us into interdependence, but also shaming us for wanting connection. I'll just say that. The collective energy to me really mirrors this shame of wanting connection. It it, it perpetuates this idea that we are alone. Deal with your shit. Do it alone. Be alone. Be independent. And it perpetuates this hyper-independence that I know most people, myself being in a female body, I've been working towards releasing. <laughs> so it's like this conflict, first of all, internally, of like, how do I be interdependent and have all of these relational skills and communication skills? And also want this deep, deep connection with other people. While also not while also being tender to the parts of me who are still hyper diligent because of trauma. While also thinking that in my mind, because I want relationships with people that, in some way, I'm codependent, and then shaming myself for that, and then by doing that, becoming more avoidant. (laughs) That's a mind fuck. So yeah, I was in this conflicted relationship, conflicted, not abusive, not narcissistic. Conflicted. I'm tired of these words. I studied psychology. It's very, very, very rare to actually meet a clinically diagnosed narcissist, you guys. Feel what you want to feel about that. Yes, sometimes we energetically attract people who take from us. Sometimes we are the people who take from other people. We all have all of this within us. And so I was in a conflicted relationship with a person who was a beautiful soul. Okay. Cool. There were parts of me that were hurt very deeply by this person. There were parts of me that hurt this person very deeply. Um, our dynamic wasn't healthy. I wanted a safety, right? I wanted safety and commitment from this person and this person wanted that as well and had a lot of trauma that that kind of came into that and also was questioning polyamory and other things and so I was like it's fine I'm just gonna be open to whatever you want because I want you It this very interesting dynamic and I was like why because this person really triggers the shit out of me but I'm here for growth and that's why sometimes the spirituality and the perpetual growth and the perpetual healing is actually really fucking traumatic. We matched on this idea that growth has to be painful. So him and I were just pushing each other's wounds to heal, right? (laughs) And it was really traumatic, like traumatic and traumatizing for my body. Mentally, I handled it pretty well. Emotionally, yes, I felt my feelings still working that out spiritually. I had a lot of support. I had mentors who were, all were like, what in the hell are you doing? Um, it's, it's not very typical for my very neutral mentors to be like, hmm, maybe you should look at that. And I was like, oh, okay, great. I'd love this man to commit to me. <laughs> yeah. For some reasons, consciously this man committing to me, would have taken away my pain of me being chosen by the masculine let's just be honest about it father wound deeply and deeper than that had this man who was a spiritual man and had his own spiritual authority committed to me in some way I would have felt more connected to source <laughs> through this other person And I'm laughing at it because it's so real for me like it's so real for me to to look at external authority, especially in, in male bodies and be like, okay, you have answers for me. You know, it's so interesting. So I was in this relationship and this person taught me how to uh, take feedback (laughs) before I was really sensitive. I don't think I would ever have found myself in a conversation to where I could actually receive like feedback my nervous system was so hypervigilant that I would have like a reaction oh motorcycle and so this relationship was like here on a silver platter you have mocked up you've created this idea for 2022 I want to be a better listener bad idea Some <laughs> the shit that I asked for I'm like I know the universe is going to serve it to me. I get what what I want and I get what I need. And personally, I'm kind of tired of growing through really traumatic situations that hurt my body. I'm kind of done with that shit. Yeah. And so um, I mock up this idea of like, I want to be a better listener. In comes this person. We have a deep connection. He's an incredible listener. And honestly, an incredible communicator until he's triggered till I'm triggered, until our trauma is kind of coming up. And uh, I wrote this poem and I wrote this whole book, honestly, this whole book of poems that eventually I'll release. Honestly, I'm feeling feeling into it. And it feels like it's something that I do wanna share. Um, But like, if you have to ask if you're in a trauma bond, chances are you're in a trauma bond. (laughs) And even deeper than that, chances are if you can zoom out, that this person is just tapping into your pain in ways that maybe you cannot support yourself through. Yeah. This person had a way of pushing my pain precisely in a way that would dysregulate me and spin me out. (laughs) Hmm. Sometimes you meet people like that. And though at the end of it, I was like, wow, okay, I'm like having this opportunity to get a little bit more neutral to be able to, because, you know, we're not going to like go, run into people who are love and light and perfect for us and just like fulfill us perfectly, right? Like there's going to be moments where there's conflict and you're going to spin out and there's going to be these moments. So I was like, okay, great. What an opportunity. And also, how draining. How. F- in draining. Maybe it's the artist in me who's like, okay, like I want to go through this experience of heartbreak and love and push and pull and all these dynamics so I can write about it. Cause I did write a book about it. But if we're looking at ourselves in the context that we're all children and in hindsight, me as my own mother to myself, I had my inner child being like hey here's my mock-up I want to learn this this would have been a no for me and it was a no for me and I just didn't have the courage to leave I didn't have the courage to feel my abandonment of myself to let go of the dynamic to feel my abandonment of self in its entirety to be in that aloneness yeah I didn't the energy that kept inviting me back to this relationship was like, no one's going to be here for you the way that I am. And it's true. In some ways, like you are, he is a unique differentiated person on this planet. An individual who is exceptional in a lot of ways. And both and the process was very painful we heal in safe spaces and there's also not always going to be safety the whole dynamic was like he wanted me to create safety for him I wanted him to create safety for me we could never get to safety right we're just fucking each other's nervous system up (laughs) what the hell it wasn't it was intense and so why I started studying conflict and mediation. By the way, I've always been very keen to like be a mediator because that was my role as a child. I'm a mediator. And I started noticing this and becoming more conscious of this over the holidays of just how much I'm called in to mediate people's shit because of like, I don't know, and in, into intuitive awareness, emotional intelligence. I have no idea. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and break those little contracts about like mediating everyone's drama and conflicts cuz like i can only do that for myself <laughs> and it's scary enough to have to be in conflict you know our bodies are like little tender babies like just oh, no 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 so i'm in this relationship and at the end of the relationship i have a fucking reaction okay I don't know what he does, but we have this thing where we just like, won't get off the phone. We're trying to come to resolve. And I'm like, we do have a lot of love for each other. And I don't know, he sets something off and I lose my shit. Cause he just keeps on poking this pain. And I'm like, you always fucking leave. I'm fucking tired of it. Just like fucking leave then. Like, just go like, please like step out of my life. Like just fucking go. And I was like cussing, you know? And he was like, you are abusive. And I was like, huh, completely triggered. And I was like, interesting. Okay. Let me look at this. Let me look at the ways in which my language or like my emotions coming at someone really strong may feel like abuse or too much for someone. I had to sit with that for a long time because that made me feel a lot of different things, guilty, shameful. That made me feel like absolute shit because I would never want ever to consciously abuse someone or to hurt someone. But in this moment, it felt like me sharing my, I wasn't calling him names, but I I did say the F word. I was like, just fucking leave. Um, it felt like I had to take responsibility for his pain, but also labeling someone as abusive or, like, abuse when you're having normal conflict that normal relationships have. And I, I don't want to, like, minimize his experience. That felt probably unsafe in his body to for me to bring up my pain, right, in that way. And it could have been treated more tenderly, I guess. But I mean, I I was in fight. That's not an excuse. I didn't hurt him. Besides maybe my words upset his nervous system a little bit. Um, but yeah, he said that I was abusive. And I was like, we've just shared this relationship together for almost seven months. Where I have been so fucking neutral I have taken every criticism I have regulated I have grown I have shown up in this and the second that I share like my feeling experience because he had the path like he had the dynamic he was always the criticizer he was always the one looking at me and so the second that I was like this hurts me he was like you're BSF. and I was like cool okay great no contact to that relationship so that was my eight months of 2022. And so I started doing some deeper deeper research on abuse and these kinds of dynamics and um, really looking at myself because I'm not the kind of person who shies away from being the villain, okay? I think anyone who does is bypassing the experience that we actually can be the perpetrator. We can actually hurt someone with our behavior. And so I want to look at that behavior in myself. of like, okay, how can I be less emotionally reactive and maybe in that moment could have like hung up the fucking phone <laughs> and just called it back when I was ready um to talk in like a more calm way but it, it wasn't it wasn't and so having that grace and that compassion for myself and also the awareness to be like okay let's look at what was pushed like what pain point this abandonment moved, right <sighs> It re- reverberates through my life this one pain point this abandonment and I'm starting to make a little headway with it because it's so layered it's not just this lifetime it's past lifetime I was just listening to a podcast about the abandonment wound of Atlantis and how some people were left behind and I found such a deep resonance with that because I was like oh my god And so I was looking into my Atlantean past life and, and I was like, oh shit, like, I've been afraid of tsunamis my whole life. I fucking drowned. Such resonance and such pain and such energy of of that lifetime of like, even if you speak up for something, even if you're like, even if you're like, this is going to happen, this is a bad idea or like, there's just such deep thorough in that life for uh, creation being destroyed. You know, it's interesting to feel that this morning. Um, super off tangent, but you know, it's January 2nd. So I'm being more real on this podcast. Um, yeah, it's feeling that abandonment wound and resolving it and having all of this energy towards it has actually created more fucking resistance, if I'm being honest, instead of just accepting. Like, it's okay. It's okay. My mentor and I were working on this energy. And she really brought it into perspective for me. Because if you've been listening to my podcast or connected to me, you might know that my mom passed away four years ago. And she took her life. And so that that energy of abandonment, the abruptness of it, right, is mirrored throughout my life in many, many ways. And so when I tapped into some of these past lifetimes of abandonment and also work this energy probably throughout the week, I realized it wasn't just this life and how much my mom's death had kind of pulled that even more pain up. So I don't think anything is just one thing everything's an iceberg there's always things under the surface of the unconscious and so it's like okay that was so devastating and was I also kind of moving through even deeper layers of it that I didn't I wasn't even aware of when she passed of like literally feeling like she got to release from her body and go on and beyond and I didn't (laughs) And I was fucking pissed I was like really mad and and I couldn't really even express that to people. Cause I was like, I don't think you guys understand. I'm, I'm mad that she gets to be with source. Like I'm pissed. I'm like, I'm on this planet. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think this partnership or this connection that I had with this person really mirrored me about abandonment wound and was like an invitation to look at it deeper And then a mirror of like, how am I abandoning myself? I'm the adult in my life. I'm the adult. And it's important to be able to speak up for my needs and my boundaries and express my feelings and um, find the people I feel safe to do that with. There's a level of safety, though there's an edge when it comes to communicating because we've all been fucking gaslit our whole lives about what we're feeling. No, you don't feel that. No, 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 that's not real just suck it up. No, 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 no. It takes an immense amount of courage to be able to start stepping into communication templates, communication timelines to where you are being authentic. So if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably you. Good job. Just good fucking job. It's not easy, especially when our nervous system is kicking up so much fear of like, we're going to literally die if we speak our truth, right? Maybe a little witch wound. Maybe a little past life where you've shared a little bit too much. And I have to laugh. This is so interesting. Um, yeah, 2022 it's communication. A question of am I abusive? How have I abused people? How's my lineage abuse people? Uh, I'm in a white body. <laughs> Caucasian European body, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, that's not easy to look at, and also, fuck, it's a lifetime work, especially when. Sometimes I feel like I'm the only one in my mind doing it, and then I can just release that level of responsibility because my my role is to heal myself to grow, and to not pressure myself for that growth, to really begin to find my own liberation within my own abuse cycles, my own self-abuse, my own uh, indoctrination templates, my own colonization energy, all of this, to look at it, to look at it, and to find a, some level of acceptance, some level of neutrality with it, to find balance, and to actively try not to harm people and myself on this planet—that'd be—that'd be good. Yeah. Um, hmm. What an interesting year, 2022, of. For me, closing a business that I was not ready to step into. You know that saying of like, if it's here for you, you're ready. Yes. And um, titration is um, the sexiest thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) How can we titrate ourselves? How can we come in, step out, come in, step out, come in, step out? Allowing our nervous system to feel that we have it, that we're listening to the body. I threw myself into being a space holder in Asheville after going through a separation and a spiritual emergency or what I would say is a psychotic break. Um, and I was like, okay, great, I'm good. <laughs> I came out of that and I was like, great. And I was like, I'm gonna hold a space full of a bunch of energetic people while I'm also still calibrating to the energetics of Asheville. Hmm. I like to go a little hard, and so what I'm also learning uh, is how to slow down and how to titrate and how to allow my body the space it needs to integrate and to adjust and all of these things. And you know, the Eden space was great. Uh, it brought up a lot of wounding that I wasn't ready to process. I needed a little bit more support with. It brought up a lot of a lot of stuff for me, and I wasn't ready. That's okay. It's okay, too many failing businesses I've had? And I'm putting this in quotes, failing, but letting that go freed up so much space for me to go through this year of psychic training. Okay, so I've been in the psychic training program for all of 2022. It's a year-long program, started in March, the week I moved into my new home here, a home that actually holds my energy really, really well and feels really good. And, uh, yeah, Hmm. this growth has been so intense. And I, I can't really share it with anyone because no one understands. And that's just a picture. Some people understand the few who've been through the experience maybe, but, um, how I would explain it is, um, if you're in an energy space, that's set to, get you to neutrality, right? Everything that you're not neutral to has to clear or come up in some way. So every week is a level of initiation or resistance or energy fuckery or every week. And it is the most massive growth I've ever been in, in my life. Um, So to do that and to have this other weird relationship, which kind of had manifested on the same timelines and we were working out all that deep stuff together and then to like go through this experience of, um, becoming more clairvoyant and getting neutral and senior to my space, 2022, um, Makes me emotional in a lot of ways because um I haven't really validated myself for the level of showing up and the consistency and showing up to every single class, getting absolutely triggered, so triggered. And to be triggered in the energy field is so different than just like a random trigger. I don't know. It's it's a different experience. And working through all my pain while still holding space for other people and (laughs) I don't know what kind of like fast track route I'm taking in this life but 2023 to me is this experience of slow and steady wins the race intention and also liberation of the way of like how much I hold back these balances of privacy, but also liberation, also truth, also experience, because we learn through sharing stories with each other, and I keep everything in. Scorpio moon. I have a Scorpio moon in the eighth house. It's so interesting. I'm also obsessed with it. I love Scorpio energy. I really do. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel whatever that whatever that means I'll also detach from astrology calm down everyone listening relax it's not that serious um yeah I've really filtered myself and tried to be this person who was holding it all together and not giving enough space for my messy ass human experience holy shit it's a fucking mess. So yeah, 2022. What the fuck? (laughs) And also magical, 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 magical thing. As I'm titrating into this experience of being a clairvoyant medium, right, and doing that from a grounded space, being senior. Ooh, little train horn there. Um, being more senior to energy. Woo! Celebrating myself. Fuck um well also of course the whole time feeling absolutely not good enough the amount of times that the energy in my head this year is like you can't see anything you don't know you'll never be psychic all this shit is an interesting experience uh, when you're psychic <laughs> So many defense mechanisms, coping mechanisms, shields—just uh, fucking energy—is in the way of us truly being able to see. Because a lot of things don't want to be seen; they just don't. Like what? Like so many programs, so many things that are just running around us, through us, don't want to be seen. Why would they? If you see them, they have to leave. <laughs> You're senior to your space. If you bring something into consciousness, you have the power to move it out of your space. And so of course there's gonna just be all these, all this fuckery, all these dynamics, you know? Don't see this. And then if you do see this, I'm gonna tell you that you're not seeing it or that my way's better, or I'm seeing it better. Like, no, see it the way that you wanna see it. How many men have invalidated me this year? Honestly, Loki. Getting neutral to that energy. Okay. I just did a, a reading, it was incredible of this energy of like everything has to be by the book. Everything has to be by the book. I read this and I do this. Fuck no. We are moving into a day and age of creativity, of expression, of intuition, of love, of connection all these things. And there's no book for it. There is no manual. It is a choose your adventure, choose your avatar, choose your experience, choose what feels good and what doesn't. That is the power that you have. What feels good in my body, what doesn't, and why doesn't it feel good? Is there room for me to grow? If not, do I have the courage to step away and to reweave? to repattern, right? If something is going wrong in my life, is it immediate exit? Am I in fight or flight? Am I trying to remove myself or can I regulate myself enough to make a decision that's actually intuitive, that's actually coming from a space of intuition and not trauma? I know that's the question that most of us have. Is this my intuition or is this my trauma? You can't really know that if you're dysregulated, if you are in a space of fight or flight, freeze, fawn. Because there's so much happening physiologically in your body, to certain hormones, cortisol, we have different things happening in our body that are shutting off our prefrontal cortex, the way that we make decisions, the way that we come into connection. So of course you don't have solutions or answers or because... If you keep going back and re traumatizing and, and all of this stuff, there's this brain fog that's happening. There's this disconnection that's happening from self. So, in my experience, the way that we move through that is by taking space. How do I take space for myself? Had I taken, had I had a minute to have compassion for myself and been like, I'm so fucking triggered right now that you're gonna leave me. Because you leaving me is going to just perpetuate this trauma cycle that everyone I love abandons me. I wouldn't have had to go into fight and hurt this person. I I acknowledge that my words hurt people. The way that I say things hurts people. That's okay. I'm not perfect. I'm not giving myself a pass, but I'm also not holding myself to the fucking cross and nailing my hands and punishing myself. Like what? This good or bad shit. Cancel clear. What is good or bad? That's religious programming. Everything just is. If you can find neutrality, you can find ease. So, yeah, I'm clearly channeling right now because I have no idea where I'm going. (laughs) Conflict. Wow. Connection, ease. 2022 um, taught me that growth can happen in safe, calm, grounded spaces. It's 222. Um, it's all just happening. Everything's just quite happening. Um, and we're also creating what's happening, too. And Are you gonna step into 2023 as the co-creator? And with that co-creation comes the responsibility, which we all wanna avoid, of course. How could I be responsible for this? And do you have the tendency to take over responsibility for everyone else's shit around you? Because I do, (laughs) both and. Are there ways that you avoid responsibility and then take responsibility over? Balance, how do we find balance? 2023. Hello. <laughs> it's me. I have no fucking idea. Personally, I don't really feel like the year has ended quite fully. So maybe I'm just going to get on that on that astrological new year that Aries energy, because it does seem for me that during Pisces season, I just have like a full emotional death. (laughs) But I'll be reborn, you know, it's that trust. So yeah, 2022. But also, I am a much more grounded, empathetic, caring and compassionate person to myself and other beings. I've learned how to communicate a lot more effectively. I've also learned how to scream fuck into a pillow, very loudly, Learned how to manage anger and to feel what it feels like to be embarrassed, to have shame, to feel out of control, to feel all of these sensations through my body. And what I've not learned is how to fully let that all go yet. (laughs) Letting go is the lesson for me. Why do I hold? Because the second that I get into that energy of letting go, everything is so divine. But I am a holder. I hold it. Mm. I hear it. I know. And I give myself grace to allow that holding that maybe comes from multiple, multiple, multiple thousands of past lives to release in this life. Can I stop pressuring myself to resolve everything because that pressure is also resistance and it's also making it a lot dip, more difficult than to just relax, to just tend to my nervous system, to just tend to what feels good, to acknowledge what doesn't, and then to explore in curiosity what doesn't feel good. Because like, sometimes something doesn't feel good, right? And it's not the other person, it's you. (laughs) This doesn't feel good. I don't feel safe in my nervous system, why? Because this is matching on a pain that came from childhood that I need to clear and I am not willing to look at it. So I am going to project onto the other person. And that's why so many relationships fail. People don't have the self-evaluation and the self-compassion and the capacity to sit in those really heavy energies. To look at myself as abusive, was not a fun thing, but it had to happen. To look at myself in all the ways that my current relationship brings up my bullshit. (laughs) Damn, it's not always easy, but it should feel safe enough. It should feel like love is not gonna be removed. You know, like it should feel grounded enough. It should feel like, okay, we're doing this together. Like there's a team, a team dynamic that's happening versus like, I'm going to remove my energy to punish you because you're emotional. And it's just playing out this freaking father wound dynamic for me now that I talk about it of like, you're not allowed to have emotions. Everything is intellectual. And even on a global scale, this like masculine and feminine energies of like, you're not allowed to be emotional only be intellectual, only take action, only do this. It's like, no, we have to find the balance within us. Okay. <laughs> Easier is done, done, but we're doing it. Proud of you if you are even taking micro doses of self-evaluation. That's great. That's a good step. <laughs> we're on this earth to learn. Can we give ourselves the grace to learn and to fuck up something that a mentor told me when she was giving me a reading that honestly validated the absolute shit out of me that I've been weighing back and forth for some time she's like Alexandria when I look at your energy when you fuck up you own it you really do and I know that I have that about myself but it was really nice to have someone say that to me like when you fuck up you say it, you own it. For example, I was speeding really fast because I came out of my body when I was driving a little bit and I was in my vibe and I was like, fuck it. This vibration feels so good. I'm a really fast moving energy. I was like, I don't want to fucking feel the earth. I don't want to go slow. I don't want to abide by the the laws. And guess what? This bitch got pulled over. <laughs> I was going like 20 over the speed limit. Like this is a misdemeanor. Okay. And I was like, oh, I could play the victim. Like, uh, like the universe hates me. like, Or I could lean into it like, oh, wow, divine intervention. I could have hurt someone. The universe was like, yo, there are still laws of this planet. Please follow and respect them and others, right? I'm not saying I was like intentionally being disrespectful. I just was vibing. I was vibing in the car. And so I don't know why that example had to come up, but, you know, I got a speeding ticket. Do what, Does that make me a good or bad person? No, that means I had an experience. And I went to the court house and I was like, I'm going to be punished. I'm a manifester. Holy fuck, they're going to crack the reins on me. I always am punished so hard. I take responsibility for everyone's shit. Write all these stories. And uh, they were like so chill. It was the chillest experience. It was like, uh, yeah, so we'll reduce this for you. I didn't have to even argue. We'll, we'll reduce this. Just pay for it. And I was like, yeah, I fucked up. I was going really, really fast and I wasn't grounded. Yeah, that's, that's on me. And I will pay this because that's on me. Because there are still laws of this world, right? Like, you know, laws that keep people safe. <laughs> laws that we should ground and uh, come into our bodies. <laughs> Maybe a little bit more the universe thing like slow down mama I'm like never but when we don't slow down we get hurt when we force stuff we get hurt so maybe this year 2023 is about me uh being a lot more chill <laughs> surrendering more trusting more and titrating that going fast when I want to go fast and then seeing what happens right like I don't know there's not a one way black and white construct of intention. I just want to be able to remain open and compassionate to myself and others and ground. So, yeah. That's it. That feels good. Welcome to Conscious Connection, where I'm going to be more real on this fucking podcast. I'm going to say the F word. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Turn it off, please. please if you do stay tuned because i got lots of goody good shit coming out. yeah i'm just no longer gonna be this like spiritual proper bitch i'm just over it over it i hope 2023 brings more authenticity for you even if that means being a really really messy unhinged human who makes mistakes and uh gets a speeding ticket you know or doesn't do something, and then I just fucking almost broke a pipe during this winter, so, you know, I'm, I'm on it. I'm doing it. I'm showing up. I love you guys. Have a wonderful day, I guess, or night, or morning, wherever you're at. Ta-da! Thank you for listening to Conscious Connection, the podcast. We want to remind you that any statements or opinions shared on this podcast are from our own experiences or that of our guests, and we invite you to take what resonates and leave what doesn't. If you love our show and want to connect with us further, please reach out through our website or Instagram linked in the show notes. We're excited to announce our group program, Metamorphosis, will be launching in the fall. To learn more, please go to alexandriakenyon.com metamorphosis. See you next time.